What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackfine, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talkers. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast, the Pittsburgh Steelers. There's a lot going on as they approach Super Bowl 58. No, they're not playing, but they're making headlines and they're making plenty of them. We're going to dive into some quarterback talk, a potential trade that Art Rooney himself says he is, well, not closing the door on a very interesting name for their new wide receivers coach that I think many in the fan base are hoping land the job and the return of a future all pro or a former all pro, excuse me, who wants to come back to Pittsburgh and some of his teammates they're open to it. It's a beautiful day in the Berg. It's been a beautiful week in the Berg. Super Bowl is only a couple days away. How are we feeling, my friend? I feel great, actually. And you you mentioned Super Bowl only being a couple days away. I, yesterday, yesterday afternoon, went with one of my roommates. We're having a few people over for the Super Bowl. It beautiful. felt incredible going to like the store, getting food. Like <laughs> I'm, We're having you know people over. I'm making some food. Felt so good to like, I don't know. It felt like a little bit like a dad, you know, I was so excited, yeah. had my little list. I was, I'm, I'm fired up to, to, to have a little Super Bowl party, have some people over, watch the game. I'm that's, really excited that, about it. That's beautiful. That does sound like a great time. What's your uh, go-to Super Bowl food? Well, I mean, so we've now watched, I think two Super Bowls in this house that I'm living in, like with my roommates and stuff, but my one nice. roommate makes a really good buffalo chicken dip that, oh man. Oh, it's, yeah. it's so good. Um, I, we're going to have it again, and I I could not be looking more forward to it. Yeah, buffalo chicken dip is the OG. That's, I think, the GOAT. That's the go-to. You have to have it there. Um, I'm actually, let me ask you your opinion here. So my brother is having an engagement party, or my mom is throwing an engagement party for my brother the day before the Super Bowl, night before the Super Bowl. I said, that's prime time. I was all for it. We talked about this a bunch of times on the show, I think, because mm-hmm. the Steelers were going to about to ruin that on me, and you know, I was going to have to f- overnight back and forth from Vegas to Scranton, Pennsylvania, which I'm sure would have been super easy. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. Day before the game, my mom's talking to me yesterday and my dad's in the background and they're like, hey, like, you know, like they're kind of like laying out the land. Like, hey, buddy, look at everybody's going to be very cordial. This is going to be a fancy party. Please don't black out drunk and do some stupid things. And I was like, look, it, there's no promises. My brother's getting married. I'm going to be excited. <laughs> like, you know, there's nothing I could do about this. This is all this is all momentum at this point. Day before, am I? what's my approach? Because I had that conversation with my fiance afterwards. I said, all right, I, I feel like I have to game plan this. Because you want to drink during the Super Bowl, obviously. It's the last football game of the year. But my brother, like, engagement party, you know what I mean? Like, you're... You're gonna have to parcel it out, right? It's how it's, do you, like how do you go about that? Do you just do you just say we're we're just this is this is a sprint for forty eight hours? This is a forty eight hour sprint? We'll make up for it on Monday, or you you just you just piece it together and you say this is a marathon. We got to take it slow. I'm having a hard time. I won't lie to you. I'm having a really. It's been a debate in my head for weeks now trying to figure this out. Well, I think asking a twenty three year old might you know not. I feel be like you're the, the best. person to go to. I feel like you like of all the people like you'd show up on the like on a on a podcast on Friday and be like, yeah, I'm good. I was out till like two in the morning last night. Be like, all right. Well, that's the thing. I would tell you to sprint through, but I don't know if that'd be the best advice <laughs> for everybody. So that's. that's I feel my like thing. sometimes you have to. You know, sometimes you just. I'm only twenty eight. You know, I'm still. Yeah, I still got still a little young. left in the tank. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll be all right. I don't know. I don't know. I've, everybody's doubting me. Like even my fiance was like, dude, you're not going to make it. You're not even going to watch the Super Bowl. I'm like, I'm, I'm fine, bro. We'll be. And if worst case scenario, we put out a real nice pot on Monday. And then that drive back to Pittsburgh 
Monday afternoon sucks, but you know, is you what deal it is. What you, yeah, you deal with what you got to deal with. Either way, fantastic weekend. I'm very, uh, very excited about it. I hope you enjoy your your buffalo chicken dip. We'll talk about that more on Friday. Let's talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. There has been uh, plenty of news when we were putting the podcast together yesterday. Kind of dry a little bit. Obviously, had to talk about the wide receivers coach. Obviously, had to talk about a running back trying to come back to the Pittsburgh Steelers and make an NFL comeback this March. Didn't have much more to talk about there. Then Art Rooney drops a little bit of a bomb last night at about seven, eight o'clock at night. For those watching the Penguins game who wasn't paying, who weren't paying attention to KDKA news, I mean, well, he had a he had a little bit to say when asked about a, a potential quarterback and a potential quarterback trade by KDK's Bob Pompiani. Rooney said, quote, as we sit here early February, we're not closing the door on anything. We have a lot of evaluations to go through and we'll go through all of the options and do what we need to do to be better this coming season. Obviously, we have talked about the next step in the quality quarterback play that Rooney has said before. Everybody expects Kenny Pickett to be somewhat involved, but I feel like and maybe I'm wrong here. That expectation is narrowing. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, as we move through this, are becoming more and more open, or at least letting us know that they are more and more open to not really having a competition, but more so just saying, we're going to find our quarterback. And if that quarterback is here, we're not going to give Kenny Pickett a shot. We're just going to we're just going to get a quarterback. Is Am I wrong on saying that or, or is that, you know, kind of leaking itself out here as we step through? Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of I, I read Rooney's comments and I think I understood them more as a I don't know less as a definitive we are going to exhaust all of our options uh, yeah. in looking for a quarterback as to I, I think literally what he said we're open to it and I think it's a little bit more of a maybe a negotiation tactic with Mason Rudolph kind of looking at figuring to be a free agent saying hey look we're not we're not desperate for you we're not going to overpay for you we've got some options that we feel comfortable with, not just in-house, but ones that we can explore on the trade market as well. Um, you know, I think uh, this certainly doesn't shut the door on a possible trade for for a guy like Justin Fields or something like that, um, because um, because I think that's certainly an option, and I think that could be a potential. I don't, I don't want to say game changer, but I think it could like really change kind of the trajectory of the uh, the franchise if they go for it, um, for better or worse. But yeah. I, I think they are. I think they are open to it. Um, I wouldn't say it's definitive that uh, – I, I wouldn't say it says anything definitive about, oh, we're pursuing this at this moment or, or not. I think it's just – I think it's kind of just what he said. Like our options are open. We feel comfortable with all of these, and we're still kind of wading through the options and seeing which one fits best for us at this moment. So the Mason Rudolph thing I have not thought about, but that's a good point. It maybe is a negotiation tactic to just say – Look, Mace, we got we got options, man. We will go. We'll explore all options. You are not our only because I think, you know, they kind of did at the beginning of this. It did feel like this is Mason Rudolph's and it still does yeah. feel like it's Mason Rudolph's choice. He will make the decision whether or not he's part of the Pittsburgh Steelers or not, not the other way around. That is a that is a good point. At what point do you like where how do you see that that happening? How do you see see that kind of? I don't know, turning itself out like to where not the Mason Rudolph side, the trade side. Like if you how do you see the Pittsburgh Steelers possibly becoming involved in a trade? Do you see it coming to them? Do you see them, you know, exploring the options? Like if you if you had to guess, you know, how does that kind of lay? I, I'm having a hard time putting this into words, but how does that like kind of lay itself out? 
No, I get what you're saying. I mean, I think there's not many guys who are, I mean, at least that I've seen that are on the trade. Like it's, it's pretty much Justin Fields, right? Like it's, yeah. that's I, like, I've heard, I mean, people have said, oh, well, what about Russell Wilson? We've brought up Trey Lance, Russell Wilson's $86 yeah. million dollar cap hit. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Lance's injury history and just kind of the general unprovenness of it. Russell Wilson's, uh, I mean, unproven dollar right, salary a billion, hit. right? A billion dollars. <laughs> like that's, that's a different concern all by itself. Like I think fields hits the sweet spot of kind of young, exciting, dynamic, um, and also not a billion dollars. Um, yes. And so I think uh, a trade like a for a Russell Wilson or a Trey Lance would kind of come to the Steelers. Whereas like a Justin Fields, that's something the Steelers would pursue themselves. Um, and I think, uh, a, a Russell Wilson or a, or a Trey Lance in that kind of category of things, that would be a, that'd be a Steelers negotiating down. And I yeah. feel like a, a Justin Fields would be a team trying to negotiate the Steelers up. If that makes sense, you know, like yeah. they would, they would kind of have to court someone else in order to the bears, obviously to get, to get yeah. Justin Fields. But I feel like they would kind of have to be courted in, in basically to go basically any other direction, because if you're going to, I don't know if you're going to pay that much money for Russell Wilson, you might as well just overpay for Mason Rudolph, right? Like, yeah. and have a guy who's under your contract and probably going to end up being cheaper. Trey Lance, why would you not just stick with Kenny Pickett? Like, I don't think there's a huge difference there yeah. just in terms of, I mean, maybe in terms of potential, but it kind of depends on like, that's I, that's eye of the beholder to me. So I just don't think that there's, I don't know. I think if you're pursuing a trade in that sense, um, the Steelers aren't going to go actively seeking out, situations like that whereas there are some higher upside things there's some higher upside options at least one higher upside option uh that i feel like they would pursue more directly and more aggressively i agree i agree i think there are a lot of options out there a lot of different ways i mean i talked about it on my to go this morning the kirk cousins you know go sign him but he's worth yeah. a boatload of money and i think he's a safer option than you know anything else outside of justin fields but i still yeah. think justin fields is a is your safest option as crazy as that sounds like people say like why would you give up a first round pick why would you give up a second round pick for a guy who hasn't had the success in the nfl it's because that justin fields is worth the 20th pick in the draft like if justin fields was coming into the nfl draft today and i get it that you only get one year with this guy but if he was coming into the nfl draft today you're giving up a first round pick for him. you know you could bring up russell wilson and say well what about russell wilson he's won super bowls he's this he's that that's the same situation as Justin Fields. You're giving up the 20th pick in the draft. The only difference is you have to pay Russell Wilson immediately. Justin Fields, at least you get a year to say, all right, yeah, this guy's worth this much money, you know? And chances are that's a lot less money than what Russell Wilson's getting paid or what Kirk Cousins is going to get paid or anything like that. Because even if Justin Fields goes out and has one phenomenal year, you know, wins some playoff games, whatever, he's not a $60 million a year quarterback. You know, he's maybe a $40 million a year quarterback, and that sucks, but that $20 million gets you TJ Watt. You know, that $20 million gets you Minka Fitzpatrick or whoever. Like, that's that's the difference there. I, I think, I think I mean, and we have said this a billion times, we'll continue to say it because that is the top option. Justin Fields is hands down their easiest bet there. The fact that they're open to it. Then at ESPN's Adam Schefter says, well, what is it worth? He's probably going to go for a first-round pick. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you've given up a first round pick. And what is the likelihood that they are willing to give up a first round pick for a guy like Justin Fields? I mean, if I'm the Steelers, I'm definitely I, I'm 
I, I hesitate to say that I'm all the way on board with the first round pick because that just feels risky given how many needs they have and how many needs we've talked about them needing to fill in this draft. Um, yeah. But I'm considering it. Like, I'm strongly considering it. Like, I'm not really opposed to it um, a whole lot. I just, you're more cautious about it. But I, I feel like I'd be willing to do that ultimately. Um, and I think, like, you bring up the point about, you know, Justin Fields eventually maybe being, costing you a lot of money and, if you got to throw away this first round pick and he, I, I don't know, I feel like it's a risk worth taking. Um, yes. And then like, because if he works out, this is a, a franchise altering player, right? Like, exactly. uh, like if this at its fullest potential and I don't know, there are no guarantees ever, but there are no guarantees with any of their quarterback options. Uh, there's no guarantee that whoever they draft in the first round would be, uh, you know, a lock to start or a lock to be a superstar for them in the future. So I think you take risks everywhere, um, and I think Fields is quite honestly less of a risk than – I mean, I don't know. It depends on who falls to you. Like, you have no idea who's going to fall to you in this draft. Like, yeah. y- you just don't know, like, who's going to be there at 20. And um, quite honestly, like, getting a sure thing a- – a surer thing. Like, I feel like I know what Justin Fields is right now, you know? Right now, like, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I know what he's going to give you. Um, the question is just – does that fit with the Steelers? Does that like how far does that carry them? I I'm pretty confident that it would carry them pretty far. So, in my mind, it it's worth the risk. I agree. I agree. You the I think the only smaller risk would be Kirk Cousins. I think that would be the only one where you you understand almost all of the all of the risk that you're taking. And I think the biggest thing is like, okay, how confident are we that he could come back from an Achilles injury? But I feel like Kirk Cousins is a pretty healthy dude. He's in good shape. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't been through these things. I feel like he's, and takes care. I mean, I don't know if you watch the quarterback documentary, but on Netflix, but he was the, he was my favorite part of the whole thing because you just watch like he, this dude would have people come to his house and stretch him every day. And he would go through all these crazy things. So he, he obviously takes care of his body. Not that NFL players don't, they do, but outside of the Achilles, I think that you're, you know what you're getting, you know, that you're getting a pro bowl quarterback, you know, that it's going to cost you a bunch of money. You know that he's 36 years old. Like, it's all laid out right in front of you. But at that point, it's, it's you know, are you willing to pay $40 million for a 36-year-old quarterback? I think your window is a lot smaller. Whereas in the rest of them, Kenny Pickett is a risk. Mason Rudolph is a risk. A first-round quarterback is a risk. Justin Fields is a risk. Not having the quarterback to win a playoff game is a risk. So no matter what you're doing, you're taking a risk, just like you said. And I think Justin Fields is the least amount of risk you could take. I think at, at pick 20, you know, no matter what you get, that's capable of being filled by a different position or a different pick or a different free agent signing or whatever. I don't think the quarterback is is that easy. And I think that, you know, at pick 20, like that's your – if Justin Fields was in this draft and he fell to pick 20, you're taking Justin Fields. Like you're not even, you're not even considering it. You're going, all right, yeah, sounds good. That's the quarterback right there. I just – I think when you weigh it all out there – he is your 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 biggest option. Can, do you remember what pick they had when they traded uh, for Minka? Because that was the whole thing. Like Minka was our first round pick. Like he was, uh, I forget what what pick it was, but they were ex- at the time they were like it was Ben just went down, his season was over. Everybody's like, oh, they just gave up a top five pick for Minka Fitzpatrick, and the argument there was, yeah, though Minka Fitzpatrick's a top five player in this year's draft. Like you're giving up. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I draft Minka Fitzpatrick. Number one overall, if he was in this year's draft, I wouldn't wait until five. Um, 
I think it was, I want to say it was, I don't know. I, I want to say it was like 15 or something. Yeah, was, I don't remember it being a particularly high. No, it wasn't pick, because they, I mean, they came one game away from missing the playoffs. They finished eight and eight. So they did. They, it wasn't a bad year, you know, but at the time they were, it was over, you know, like the season was done. There was no hope. And then you trade it for Mink and people were like, oh, you just gave up a top 10 pick. It's like, yeah, that's what he's worth is a top 10 pick. But what did the pick actually end up being, Nick? Pick ended up being the 18th overall selection, and they took Austin Jackson, who's a tackle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I would take Mika Fitzpatrick over Austin Jackson any day of the week, and I feel like that's – I feel like we're going to go – we would go through the same thing if the Steelers traded away pick number 24. Yes. I don't know. Like whoever – I don't even know who would – that's the thing. I don't, I don't know who's going to be there for them in the That's draft. what I'm saying. Like, we're talking about like Kool-Aid McKinstry and like – people are like, oh, well, what about a corner? Like, you're taking the fourth corner in the draft over Justin Fields? Like, no, you're taking Justin Fields. That's what you're going to do. I think the risk-reward is just, it's too easy. And, and the like, that's the other thing. That's the, that, the, the big picture here, okay? The Steelers are trying to win playoff games. They're trying to make a uh, Super Bowl push. If you put Justin Fields on the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2023, how far do you think they go? You think they beat the Bills? Oh, I don't know. I mean, they might not even be in a position that, like, they might have been. How did it shake out? Uh, they might, they they might have won the AFC Kansas. North. Right, they might have won the AFC. Like, right, like, hey, yeah, yeah. I don't know about the AFC, but I think that. Well, yeah, the they Ravens won the AFC. So if you beat the Ra- if you win the AFC North, yeah, you know, that's 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 true. That's it true. wasn't like a 14, 15 win AFC. It was you had to win. Yeah, they know, were twelve only, games, they, thirteen games. Yeah, they only ended up being two games back. Yeah, I mean they they beat the Arizona Cardinals, they beat the Cleveland Browns with Justin Fields. Like they beat the New England Patriots. They I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Bailey Zappi was cooking <laughs> that night, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying they like it's that's the thing is like you like you look at where they could be and what that quarterback takes them and that's what they're you know what I mean? Like you could talk about all the holes in the world. The Steelers are a potential Super Bowl threat with Justin Fields as their quarterback in 2023. And they're heading in 2024 with pretty much the same roster. So you can put it together, but that's just that's how big of an impact that position is. And Art Rooney knows it. So we'll see what happens. We're going to talk about Justin Field a lot this offseason. That is like I'm just everybody who's like, I can't believe that I still talk. We're going to talk about him a ton because he's the he's he's the biggest name that you could talk about. And it's actually realistic for the Pittsburgh Steelers to somehow land this guy. All right, let's move it on here. The other uh, big name when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, possibly bigger than Justin Fields right now, because over the last 48 hours, it has been nonstop. Go get this guy. I can't believe it. My DMs are full of people just like, do you think that they're going to hire him? And I'm like, I don't, but maybe, but maybe the Pittsburgh Steelers have moved on, departed from wide receivers coach Frisman Jackson, literally two, three hours after we put out our podcast on Monday, talking about how Frisman Jackson was probably the coach that isn't going anywhere that we would not fire because of how good the wide receivers have been. Steelers move on from them. They open that, uh, that spot so far, the only reported name or the name that I know that they have brought in to interview is New York jets wide receivers, coach Zach Azani. People have tossed out names, you know, uh, from across the league, none of them have been tossed out more than former Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver Heinz Ward, who has a short run in the NFL as a an assistant, an offensive assistant coach, was obviously the head coach of the San Antonio Bra- Brahmas. I believe that's how you pronounce that. I think in so. Ex- Seems yeah. close enough. Yeah. This past season and was a wide receivers coach at Florida Atlantic. 
before the XFL. I mean, he's obviously the big name, but I got to ask, is he in your head an option for the Steelers? Do you even think that they're going to consider bringing back Heinz Ward? Um, no, I, I don't. I like Heinz is, was a great player, uh, a player I think deserves to be in the hall of fame. Um, I don't really know about his coaching experience. Um, I think if the Steelers had seen something in him when he was an intern with them, I believe a couple of years ago, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, yeah, um, 2010s ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and and so I think if they had seen something in him, then um, he would have stuck around for longer. He would have at least stuck around in the NFL for a little bit longer. Um, yeah, and that there's like there's no shame in that. Like some pl- people just aren't aren't coaches, and maybe that's just Heinz Heinz's reality. But just there's not enough experience there um, and enough like productive or encouraging experience, um, especially at a time when I feel like this is a, this is a pretty important hire for the Steelers. Like yes, the young receivers they have, the the needs they have in the passing game to, to improve. Um, this is just one that I don't think you can mess around with. And um, hiring Heinz Ward, I feel like would be, it'd be very Steelers, but I think yes. it would also be a bit of an experiment. Um, and you can't really, I think, afford to experiment at this point with this position. I agree. And I don't think that the Steelers are looking to experiment right now anyways. Like everything that they've done, all the words that they've said, every little tidbit that they've given us this offseason has been, look, we're trying to not be the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're trying We're trying to do other things. We're trying to do new things. We're trying to reinvent our our mantras and our, and our ways and, and figure out something to take us to that next level and get us out of the drought that we're in. Heinz Ward would have been a really good option two years ago. He's not, he's not, I don't even think in consideration right now, because I think that they're going to shoot for somebody who I think they're shooting for the stars. And I also think they're trying to let Arthur Smith make this higher. Like, I think that, you know, obviously Tomlin's going to have a say in it. Rooney's going to have a say. Omar's going to have a say, but I think Arthur Smith's going to have a big hand in who they bring in. And I just don't think that it's going to be, you know, like Arthur Smith doesn't have ties to Heinz Ward. That's not like they don't have, that's not the, that's not who he's going to bring in. I think they're going to look for somebody big, somebody who could really take guys like George Pickens and Calvin Austin to that next level, help Deontay Johnson continue his evolution. I think that's the way to go. Let me toss out a, a another name, another former Steeler that I think makes a ton of sense. And just to uh, lay out Heinz's uh, coaching resume here, the Steeler, he was the offensive intern with the Steelers in 2017, went to the Jets as an offensive assistant from 2019 to 2020. Florida Atlantic, he was a wide receivers coach for a year, and then he went to the Bra- Brahmas, the good old Brahmas, in <laughs> 2023. Here's another name for you that I think makes a ton of sense. If I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers and I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and I want a connection, this is a this is a dude who has a ton of potential, who has shown that he is capable of doing this, who has always been a very smart NFL player and now coach. And that's Antoine Randall L. You know, go get a guy who is a current wide receivers coach with a ton of success. You know, like what he what he has done with Armand St. Brown or, or Armra St. Brown, Armin excuse Ra. me. Yeah, Armand Ra, thank you. St. Bra St. Brown, uh Josh Reynolds. Who else is over there in Detroit? Uh, Jameson Williams. Jameson Williams. Like he has he has had the success that you need to do these things. And then he was an offensive assistant for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they won. They won Won the Super, Super Bowl, Bowl with Tom Brady. So it, like he's got he's got success on winning on winning teams. He knows how to coach winning teams. 
I mean, it's a short career, but if I'm if I'm looking for somebody that's like, yo, this guy, dude's got a ton of potential. This is another offensive coordinator, eventual hire. Antoine Randall is my guy. Yeah, I just wonder if he's going to be willing to leave the Lions. You know, like that's yes, a I agree. That's a pretty premium position right there. I mean, playing for Dan Campbell is clearly, or working for Dan Campbell is clearly a pretty sweet gig. I mean. Because Ben Johnson turned down a head coaching gig to, yeah. uh, to stay there, um, and I think that's just kind of proof of a, a, you know, of a culture like to to use you know a kind of cliche word, but uh, a place that people want to be. So I just if Antoine if Antoine Randall L is available, go for it. But I just yes. question whether or not he'd be willing to make a lateral move, um, even if it's a team that he he played for, uh, especially mm-hmm. when it seems like he's got a comfortable position over there in Detroit. I agree. I do agree with that part. I think if you could convince him to come here, cool. If not, totally understandable. Like the Lions are thinking they're going to win a Super Bowl next year. They're trying to keep every piece together. So I understand that one. But to come home to 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 Pittsburgh, maybe that that entices him a little bit. Maybe he sees the potential in George Pickens and those guys, and he's able to do it again. But I agree. I agree. But I would go him over Heinz Ward. And to be honest, Heinz Ward isn't like he's not even. I don't even know what my list is, but he's not on it. I don't think he's on it. Yeah, I mean, like, I wrote down a couple names, like Sanjay Lal from from Seattle. Um, he was their oh, wide cool. receivers coach. He was the pass game coordinator as well. Like, yeah. you could kill two birds with one stone there. Um, I mean, Rob Moore from the Titans and the Panthers. He's a pretty successful wide receiver coach as well. Um, I don't think he has play calling experience, but he, but you know, like I think, right. but he's got he's got experience coaching some some good receivers, uh, especially in in Tennessee. So. I think there are like more than a few options that like I-, I think have experience, have relevant experience and just like more I don't know, more productive experience than Heinz Ward. Like Heinz Ward would be pretty far down on my list, quite honestly. It's, it's I agree. I, yeah. It's, I agree. I, and those names are good names, you know? Are either of them available right now? Uh well yeah, I mean Law, so he might get retained by Seattle, but he was with the old coaching staff. I don't think there's any guarantee that he's to be brought back with the new one. Um more, I feel. Like, I think more is with the Panthers right now, um, or I think he was with the Panthers last year. So I think that's yeah. the same deal. Like, doesn't know if he's going to get. Yeah, if you're he's not staying get in Carolina. If Pittsburgh calls you and says, "Hey, look, it, you want a job here? Not working for David Tapper." Yeah, right. all right, sounds good. You know, I'll come work with Mike Tomlin. That sounds like a good idea to me. I think the same. I think with both of them, like you know, to leave where you currently are. I, I get it. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are great wide receivers, but to come and work with George Pickens and Mike Tomlin and all those guys. I think that's a great move and I, I mean a move that they can make, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's just the, in the grand scheme of things, you know, to think Heinz Ward is like shooting for the stars is not. And I, I agree with you. Like Heinz Ward's a hall of famer. He was the first Jersey I ever owned as a kid. Like he was my favorite player growing up would be awesome. Nah, I just don't think he's, I don't, th- I don't think he's the higher that the Steelers want to make because I think they want to go bigger than where they currently are. And that's just, doesn't feel like uh doesn't feel like Heinz Ward, but I expect more moves to come. The Jerry Dulac said that they're interviewing quarterbacks coaches. We've reported earlier that they brought in three guys for for interviews. I'm expecting more to come. It looks like they're they're reshaping this offensive staff. 48 hours after we said they're not going to reshape the offensive staff, so shout out us. That's on us. We did this. We you know <laughs> it's our we, fault. Yeah, it is. And if you're a Steelers, you should thank us because we got that ball rolling, and you are you're very welcome. You're, you're very welcome. All right. Last thing I want to talk about here, Le'Veon Bell, a name that just pops up every once in a while. 
if you're a Steelers fan, you're thinking, okay, whatever. Or you're thinking, all right, what are we talking about now? Wants to come back to the NFL. He said in a Snapchat, Snapchat video, yes, Snapchat video, excuse me, quote, I won't start training until like March, and I'm going to be honest with myself. I got to go out there and be like, I'm going to put my foot in the ground. Do I feel it? Am I hurting? Can I go out there and really play again? And, bro, I'm telling you all right now, when I go out there and train in March, and if I hit April and I make this decision to come back to play in the NFL again, mark my words, mark my words down. I will be better than I ever was, and I will only come back for that one team. You all know who it is. I don't have to say no team. You all know who it is. Better than he ever was. Three-time All-Pro, second-round pick, pro bowler, dude who arguably was one of the best offensive players in football during his peak, better than he ever was, hasn't played since 2021. He says he wants to come back. Cam Hayward said on his podcast the other day that he's he's all for it. You know, bring it back. Let's have a super team of Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, and Le'Veon Bell. I mean, you heard Le'Veon talk, your thoughts there, and then when Cam welcomed him, welcoming him to the team, your thoughts there. Yeah, um, good on Le'Veon for, for trying to make this comeback. Like, I, I respect that a lot. Yeah. Um, doesn't seem likely to me, especially with no. especially if his one team is the Steelers that he wants to come back to. Like, I don't know. He might have to like play the slot if he comes back here. Because um, like I don't, I don't know whose touches he's taking away if he's playing running back. Um, but that's also, work. I mean, that's but that's also what kind of Cam alluded to when he said, "Yeah, he'd he'd bring a lot of great knowledge to to the room." <laughs> it's like, yeah, he'd, he'd probably be a bit more of a veteran leader than he would be a a real impact player on the field. But yes, um, just not sure, man. Like he took a year off and just wasn't clearly. It clearly was not the same player when he came back for the Jets that he was with the Steelers. So. I don't know how six years or whatever, five years, however much more time he's he's taken off. I can't remember when he his when last, he last game played. was twenty twenty one. He okay, played so, for the Ravens and then the Buccaneers, I believe. Oh shit, I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, three full years off from professional football. Um, it's been even longer than that since he was a real impact player for any team. So I just don't don't really see the fit. Um, but you know, good on him. I'll I'll. I like Le'Veon. Like I feel, and I feel like a lot of the kind of animosity is passed for how he left the Steelers. So, yeah, um, I feel like it'd be better vibes. It'd be good closure at least. But uh, I don't really see what the Steelers would get out of out of this reunion. No, if he's going out there, and and again, like I like Le'Veon. I, I wish him the best. If he wants to come back to the NFL, cool. You know, good luck. You better start working on special teams. You better be able to cover kicks and punts, and maybe return a couple of kicks and punts. Who knows? You're going to be a, a running back three in Pittsburgh. You got to be able, the last running back three who was supposed to be just a running back three ended up on the practice squad for some dude who could do more as a running back three. You got to be able to do more. Like you got to be able to be a special teamer. I just, you got to be able to have that, that full arsenal. I don't know if that's what you're looking at at 30 years old. I don't know if that's what you're even interested in to come back. You know, a guy like Le'Veon like that, there's a pedigree there. You know, he is, in his head, if he's playing football, he's he's making an impact in the NFL. And the Steelers are not looking for somebody to come in here and make an impact. Like there's no there's no team in the NFL. It's like yeah, we have three great running backs, three of them, and they we mm-hmm. utilize all of them all the time. Nobody does that, you know. You have to 
That two is great. The Steelers aren't looking. It, it took the Steelers forever just to admit that they should use two. They're not going to do it with three. They're not. They're they're not looking for that. So, I, I mean, look, would it be great? Cool. You know, would it add some value? Cool. If he wants to come play on the practice squad, sounds good, man. Sign him up. That's a great practice squad player to have. But if he's looking to be on a fifty-three man roster, I just I don't see the fit. Yep. I don't see the fit unless you're yep. going to play wide receiver. Maybe. Can you play a little? Play a little inside linebacker, a little safety. <laughs> Maybe. Let's see, we'll, we'll see how how about it you are, Le'Veon. Let's see how badly you want to be back in the NFL. Let's. That's where it's what it comes down to. It's what it comes down to. How, where is he looking? How many positions can he play? Because running back ain't going to be it. And are you willing to take a practice squad? I mean, I mean, right. Look, if you haven't, if you haven't played in the NFL in two years, I don't know what rap is making you income wise. You go make two hundred fifty grand on the on the practice squad. Sounds good. You know, go go make a good living playing some football 18 weeks of the year and then you know see if see if worst case scenario i mean that's as good as it gets for the pittsburgh steelers somebody goes down well, let's just call Le'Veon bella sounds good you know like that's cool if you're if you're ready to go but i i, I don't know for anybody you know i was getting people who were asking oh you know do you think there's a chance nah, i don't i don't think there's like a, a real shot that he ends up back in pittsburgh maybe in the nfl but I think he's got to open his search up a little bit more than just the the Pittsburgh Steelers or accept that maybe a practice squad spot is is where he's at. Unless he's going to be a phenomenal kick returner, then, you know, I'll credit to him. I'll credit to him. All right. With that said, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Check us out anywhere you get your audio podcast. We are really trying to push the audio downloads on Apple Get those reviews bumping on Spotify. Get those reviews bumping, but we're available anywhere you get your audio podcast. Check out all our work at allsteelers.com and our pick coverage at insidethepanthers.com. We will be back on Friday to talk a little bit of Super Bowl plus a whole ton of Steelers. Enjoy another beautiful day in the park. Peace.